Steve Dale's Other World on WGN. You have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. You have to make how many choices on a given day? Hundreds of choices, right? Uh, some of them are, do I turn left here? Or was that a right turn I'm supposed to make? Others may impact your life. I mean, do I take a job? Do I, do I leave the spouse? Or do I ask her to marry me or him to marry me? Uh, how do you make these decisions? Is there a better way to do it so you don't make uh, too many mistakes? Eric J. Johnson is here, uh, or will be here. He is the author of a book called The Elements of Choice. He he is here right now, though, Xavier Walton from News Nation, Miami-based reporter. Hello, Xavier. Hello, hello. How are we doing this morning? <laughs> hello, hello. I think we're doing good this morning. <laughs> This afternoon. And I realize it's afternoon. <laughs> you know, when a reporter like you works as hard as he works and doesn't get any sleep, I'm just play with me here, uh, because you're just working so hard, you're working 12 stories as, at once, and you're doing in-depth research for the radio show you're going to be on it, it does get confusing, right? So I understand. I can go uh, with that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. And you know how it goes. You, you start in the morning, and they work into the wee hours of the evening, and then before you know it, you take a nap, and you do it all over again. So, uh, <laughs> you and take a nap. very much so the case, you know, with DeMar Hamlin and, th- and that incredible story now uh, that he's recovering, right? Yes. So this, if you don't know, and if you're not a football fan, uh, although it's become more than a football story, you're not a sports reporter. You're a general assignment reporter because this story – has resonated with so many people. Are you surprised that the story, and we're talking about the football player who I think literally one week ago dropped on the field, uh, is is such a still a news story that is remains in the news cycle, not way more than a sports story? Uh, am I surprised? I don't know if I'm surprised. I mean, when you see the video and you, you watch him collapse i think that's what everybody if you're watching the broadcast millions of people were watching and i think when you see the video and you see him collapse and then you start to hear you know his backstory i mean this guy is just 24 years old he's only in his second year in the nfl um but when you watch that happen it's not something you see every day um certainly not a story you hear every day but to see it happen um i think that's where everyone uh, even if you weren't a sports fan, I was outside the UC Med Center um, in Cincinnati all all week, and you know people, not even sports fans, not Bengals fans, not Bills fans, there were fans from all over the country stopping by, and they would just walk by. One man was carrying his groceries, and he said, "Xavier, um, how's he doing?" Obviously referring to Demar Hamlin, uh, just looking for an update. Um, mm-hmm. People started to really care, regardless of whether it was about the football player or just the human being. You bet. And we're looking for an update, too. So give me the latest. Uh, Very latest. He is still continuing to show signs of improvement, right? Uh, Still remains in critical condition. Um, He is breathing more and more on his own, which is a great sign. Um, Just a couple of hours ago, uh, we actually saw him for the very first time. We did. Of course, he did that FaceTime with the team. Um, But we saw him because he posted a picture um, doing the famous uh, heart symbol uh, from a hospital bed with his parents surrounding him, um, just showing, you know, that he is doing better and better. Um, and that's really the latest. He's still there at the hospital, the UC Med Center. He, he is still waiting to be transferred out of the ICU. Um, but again, when you think about how far he's come in a week, mm-hmm. I mean, his heart stopped. They had to bring him back to life on a football field. Uh, they had to, you know, take off his 
face mask just to be able to give him CPR. When you think about all these things, um, it really is remarkable just seeing him upright, uh, hearing that he's starting to breathe on his own completely. I mean, it's really an incredible story. Well, would it have happened if he weren't on an NFL field? So if he were playing a college sport or even a high school sport, and it can happen in theory to anyone. And, well, uh, Xavier, it did, didn't it? I'm talking that's right, about, yeah. and that's the no. I know exactly where you're taking it too, because um, while we were there um, in Cincinnati, waiting for updates on Jamar Hamlin, you know, we we heard another news alert come across, and this one was from Las Vegas, and it was about a 16 year old girl during a flag football game that had a medical emergency, and, and I want to make sure I get her name right. It was Ashari Hughes, um, and it was Thursday, Thursday night. She started feeling chest pains. Um, anyways, she had a medical emergency during the school's flag football game. This is in Las Vegas. Um, she collapses and they go to give her CPR only they weren't at an NFL football stadium. Um, they were at a high school football stadium. And unfortunately, um, the 16 year old girl, um, she didn't make it. Now I'm not going to speculate and say it was the same exact scenario because they're still trying to figure out and cause that determinant of death or determine the cause of death in that case. But, I mean, sadly, it, while DeMar Hamlin's case is a freak accident, I mean, it looks like Ashari Hughes' case, they're going to still investigate and figure out exactly why, you know, she passed away, 16-year-old girl, during a flag football game. Um, but then you start to hear other cases where there was a boy um, this week, I heard a story about a boy in Texas who saw, was watching uh, the Monday night football game, and he almost had a flashback, at least this is according to his mother, because the same thing happened to him. Wow. He ended up in the hospital because he had a heart episode on the field as well. And, you know, that just brings up a slew of questions when it comes to, do I even let my kid play football? I mean, as a parent, uh, and I know I'm not a parent yet, but I will have kids one day. Um, that's something I think about, too. Well, you're leading me perfectly into where I want to go. I mean, that's become an issue that is being talked about. And the other issue is, do we need to mandate that appropriate equipment, uh, even though hopefully it'll never be used, is available not only it is right now at the NFL level and in professional sports in general, but how about college sports? How about high school sports or even lower down the line than that? Should it be mandated that defibrillators are, are there in case they're needed? Uh, maybe that's an outcome of all this. Are there other outcomes of all this? We'll talk about all of that. Get to your questions at 312-981-7200. From News Nation, Xavier Walton is here. Steve Dale back with you on WGN 19 minutes after 2 o'clock. We're talking with Xavier Walton, Miami-based News Nation correspondent. He's been covering the DeMar Hamlin story, a story that is, well, I think... Uh, It'll, it'll be a happy ending. Has anyone asked this question that I dare ask? Will he ever play football, professional football again, do you think, Xavier? Or are way, way too early for that? Way too early for that. And I know that that's something, you know, right there where all the media was in front of the hospital. I mean, that's something we talked about. But whether or not um, he's having those conversations with his family or, you know, it, and telling us about it, that's the other thing. This man is still in the hospital. He's still laid up in the hospital bed watching the Buffalo Bills play the Patriots right now. I'm just thankful um, he's alive, right? 
Um, but that is a real question that he, I am sure, is going to, that's a bridge he's going to cross uh, eventually. Um, I don't know that we know the answer right now, but definitely a question to be asked. And Buffalo. Poor Buffalo. Uh, first, it was the mass murder in Buffalo. Then it was the mass storm. And then another storm. Uh, that second one, people died as a result. That was recent. Uh, Buffalo has not had an easy time, have they? But the community has come together, and I have a friend in Buffalo who who has said that, uh, well, this has been a good thing for us in a strange way uh, to bring us all together, and the way Cincinnati has responded uh, with such great compassion. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think that was, you know, uh, overarching when we were there. Um, there was a corner across from the hospital uh, where people were putting up signs and posters. And I really I think it was funny because I, I, I spoke to a Green Bay Packers fan who was cheering for the Buffalo Bills, and I was just so confused why, and it was because of this story. And, you know, that's the, one of the things I guess you could say um, is it really did bring people together. It didn't matter who you were rooting for. Um, and then when you think about, I mean, this Buffalo community, you talked about all of it, the Topps grocery store mass shooting. and I, I mean, just think about everything they've been through this year. Yeah. And then you add something like this, and it's just, it has shocked their community. But in a sense, you know, it has brought not just their community together. I mean, uh, you could argue millions of people across the country together um, for this this young man, the 24-year-old, Damar Hamlin. I, just, I, had to, I want to bring this up. I just checked. While we were commercial break, I was like, I wonder how much money his his toy uh, fundraiser on GoFundMe has raised up to this point for his foundation, and it was uh, nearly eight and a half million dollars. Wow! And it um, was when and, when this happened. What was it like? Thirty thousand or under that? Yeah, something very close to that. And when you think about how like it just shot up, but that's everybody was looking for a way to show support, whether it was saying a little prayer or donating $10 to the GoFundMe, some obviously donating a lot more. But, I mean, it just felt like everyone, regardless of if you like sports, you didn't like sports. If you were rooting for the Bills, you weren't rooting for the Bills. But everybody kind of rallied in some way, shape, or form behind this young man who was fighting for his life early this week. By the way, the Bills going into the fourth quarter are leading the Patriots 28-17. to And that, of course, is a huge rivalry between them. Laura, you're on WGN. Welcome from Lincolnshire. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, what had me call in was when you were talking about uh, should there be a mandate about having certain equipment, um, you know, not just at professional football games. Uh, I spoke to my own cardiologist uh, two days ago, and he explained some really interesting things to me. First of all, uh, if anybody got hit that hard exactly in that place, uh, it and they especially if they were younger, before their bones were hard and completely mature, uh, they would be at risk. As a matter of fact, uh, kids, his kids wore guards on their chest when they played baseball for the exact same reason. So it's interesting to know that, uh, you know, it's unusual for this to have happened to a 24-year-old, except because he's so in great shape, he has so much muscle over those uh, uh, mature bones, mm-hmm. except that's 
that tells you how hard the hit was and at what velocity. But the exciting thing is that, not that they'll use them, but they can actually do preventative stuff for that. You know, there are guards, uh, literally, uh, there are wearables, not just uh, to use after the tragedy happens, but to prevent it in the first place. Well, so that is a great point. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Laura, that's a great point. I hadn't heard anyone, Xavier, talk about that, but our listener, Laura, has. And, you know, I mean, I remember a time when hockey goalies uh, did not wear a mask. Hockey players did not wear helmets, right? And then one player was actually killed during an, an, an NHL game, Bill Masterson, I think, of the Boston Bruins, maybe? Or Minnesota North Stars? I'm not sure someone will remember. Uh, but he he actually died as a result, of, if I remember right. And Ted Green of the Boston Bruins was uh, severely injured. Uh, he did come back to play, but his career was nothing like it previously had been. And all of that changed, uh, or made a change, and that was hockey helmets for all the players mandatory. So has anyone talked about that as far as you know, except listener Laura, Xavier? First off, Laura, that is such a great point. I'm sure you're not the only one having that conversation. Somebody said something very, uh, I found it, uh, I just found it very, just a great point to make. Uh, The safest place to be outside of a hospital was going to be inside of that NFL stadium. Um, And and that's because they had all the -the state-of-the-art equipment needed to save DeMar Hamlin's life. Um, That girl, you know, in Las Vegas wasn't as lucky. And and you got to think about it. I agree with Laura 100%. There should be these, you know, people should be mandated to be able to to save and have the equipment. If they're going to be risking their lives playing these sports, uh, you're going to want to be able to save them should the worst happen, right? Then, But, but then you got to think about this, and not that I'm trying to put a, a dollar sign on a life or anything like that, but practically, when you're speaking from a practical sense, that's going to be a, a lot of money to try and, have this equipment, life-saving equipment, at every single, or to be mandated to have it at every high school game, every pop corner game. You just think about all the different sports because uh, you're talking about hockey. Um, there are so many other sports that could, I mean, a collision similar to this, maybe not with that sort of force. I was reading up on this because I was interested because that's been talked about. I was trying to figure out, I wonder how many, you know, schools or whatever have the resources to even do something like this. And I'm not talking, you know, the big college schools. I'm not talking about professional sports. And then I saw something online. It was, it was about the Saints and the Pelicans, uh, both teams, professional teams in New Orleans, and they had donated something like 70 or 60. I might be blanking on the number, getting the number off. But they donated AEDs, uh, automated external defibrillators, um, to the local sports like um, recreation departments there because, quite frankly, you come into this problem too. Not everyone can afford that sort of equipment, um, to that sort of life-saving equipment. Um, but I just think it's such a, a profound question. I think it's something that definitely, after this, um, it's going to be thought of. I, I think that's, that was what we talked about during the press conference uh, with the UC Med Center. The doctors were saying every sport should be looking at this and coming up with a plan in case, heaven forbid, this happened to someone else. And the players, you know, I mean, when I was a kid watching these sports, and it wasn't that long ago, I'm really not that old. So uh, <laughs> when I'm not. So watching those sports growing up, uh, the players now are bigger, they're stronger. And that's not only true for pro football, 
But what about boxing? I mean, you talk about contact sports. Uh, you're rewarded for contact there in a sense, right? Uh, and and there are so many other sports where, so if it's your kids, and we've got one minute here, Xavier, if they're your kids, do they play any of these contact sports? Uh, your view, but then tell me your girlfriend's view about it. Well, first I got I got it, got it. She's the fiance now. I messed it up enough on my own. Girlfriend now fiance. <laughs> okay. Um, Congratulations. She might be listening. Thank you. She might be listening. So I got to get it right. Hey, uh, you know, uh, we we talked about it uh, yesterday, even because we were like, would we let our kids play football? And right now, unless they came to us and came up with every reason in the world to say I want to play football, and they were in love with it. Maybe we'd say yes, but, I mean, down the road when we have that conversation, if it's between her and I, we're saying, yeah, sorry, I don't think we're going to let you play football. Uh, I don't know that it's worth the risk, and that's just kind of where we're at with it. I know that's the discussion uh, parents across the the country are having, too. Yeah, how about boxing? How about, I I suppose there's more protection in wrestling, but I don't know, maybe not. And how about hockey we spoke about? I mean— all of these sports, and in baseball, you could be hit by a pitch, and you know. So I guess all of this does come with some risk. Uh, no risk in talking to you, Xavier Walton, a Miami-based correspondent, News Nation. Thank you very much for spending part of your Sunday afternoon with us. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Okay, take care.